Hi, this is Brian Green. Welcome to our episode of uh, Healthcare IT Tech Talks for GE Healthcare. I have with me today uh, Michael and Ryan from Dell, and we're going to talk about some enterprise imaging topics today. Um, this is the first time we've done a podcast with uh, with three of us on the screen, so hopefully this works out, uh, and hopefully we can continue doing uh, this style. So the first topic that I wanted to bring up for you guys uh, uh, at Dell is... Um, you know, obviously, this is our, and you know, we try to talk mostly about enterprise imaging in this podcast. Um, so you have this concept of PACs and VNA, and I'm trying to see if I can get your perspective here. One of the things, and especially since I think you guys both went to Hims, um, so maybe you could talk a little bit about maybe what you saw at Hims in relation to this topic, or if anything at all. Um, I think what I have in my notes is I say, look up in the sky, it's a PAX, it's a VNA. No, it's a MIMPS, right? We keep going through these different vernacular. Um, so about the topic of VNA versus PAX, when VNA, the, the concept of VNA first came out, the idea was that you would have this kind of overlay uh, for all these different PACs or, or you would have this vendor neutral platform so you, you would make it easier um, to migrate to different platforms over time, which plays well with what you guys do at Dell because you provide this, this neutral storage platform. You don't care who the PAX is on the front of it, right? Um, of course, I'm sure you prefer GE PAX, right? <laughs> but but it doesn't matter what the uh, the PAX is. And VNA was kind of trying to do the same thing with the, uh, the at the application level. So I'll kind of let you guys chew on that for a second and, uh, and we can discuss that first. Well, first of all, Brian, thanks for having us. We certainly appreciate the time and the opportunity to kind of exchange ideas with you because, you know, you as well are pretty experienced in this space, and so it's fun to chat with you and uh, kind of compare ideas. Uh, I, I, I would say I don't think you can tell the difference between VMA and a pack of hips. <laughs> yeah. Those worlds have started to, to merge now, mm -hmm. and I think that's a good thing. So I think the idea that people were putting in VNAs as a way to be able to separate themselves from their packs. Yeah. In the end, I don't know that they were really used from an enterprise imaging perspective because that really wasn't the initial goal. And yeah. I think what we're seeing, and I'm going to let Ryan add to this, is that this idea now of really revisiting this idea of an enterprise archive, and it does please Dell because we certainly have a pretty long-standing relationship in medical imaging, and um, I think we sit pretty high on the technology hill, have a pretty good view of the horizon, and yeah. certainly there's so much value that can be derived when you think about images as an asset of the enterprise, um, and then yeah. therefore manage them, share them, and make them available as an enterprise asset as opposed to a departmental asset. So we're pretty encouraged about this evolution. But Ryan, you know, yeah, sure. thanks, Mike. So, uh, you know, you hit a, you hit a real good point, there, Brian, when you talked about the convergency, right, and what's going on with VNA impacts. When you when you look at the legacy VNA, right, and where VNA started, it really was just a DICOM archive, right? That was the intention. Yeah. It's going to be an archive that would sit there, set DICOM to it, and everything would be great. The reality is, is that it's, it, it, with the convergence and enterprise imaging strategies that have come into play by all of the different vendors, mm -hmm. we now see. A, a much more intelligent type of, of atmosphere, right? Where the data can be sent there, it can be radiology, cardiology, digital pathology, yeah. dermatology, et cetera, et cetera. And having all of that sent there and then having intelligence actually built into these VNAs, whether it be ILM policies, whether it be DICOM routing, et cetera, et cetera. 
that really is the key, right? And that that's what's making, I think, this yeah. resurgence of VNA become far more, um, I think, perspective to people who's going, okay, it's not just a dot-com archive anymore. We can actually really do intelligent things with it that we couldn't do with our packs or that we couldn't do with, whether yeah. it be siloed packs or whatever, we just couldn't do it. So I think that's the key. When you, and, and as Mike said, at HIMS, yeah, you couldn't tell the difference, right? Because yeah. every PAX vendor has a VNA now. And it's all <laughs> yeah. just Even if it's not a VNA, <laughs> right? Yeah, it, it, it's part of the ecosystem, right? Right. And, and as, Mike, as Mike referenced, Dell, we love it, right? So we definitely are, you know, we, we are a market leader in this space when it comes to storing and understanding and, and, and housing the data, right? And computing yeah. the data. So ultimately, we have a great responsibility for it. And uh, I think that's really where VNA is right now is that it, it's become synonymous with imaging. Right. If you stay imaging, there's yeah. got to be a DNA in there. Yeah, and it's it's almost like what I'm hearing you guys say is at Hims, it was hard to, to tell to, to make the distinction because every vendor is kind of saying, well, this is my ecosystem, and for the front end packs, I have this, and then for the archive piece, I have this, and the manager data, I have this VNA. Right? It's right. it's uh, yeah, and then, that's and then how we're... this software on top of the VNA, right? So we have yeah. this software and this AI and this that, and it just it's all become part of the ecosystem. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's somewhat natural to see this happen, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, in addition to the fact that that there are image objects happening, being generated in lots of different departments now, it's, yeah. not, you know, it's not the ownership just of of the imaging department, right? I and mean, you work in point-of-care ultrasound, and look at the explosive growth we've been seeing in, in point-of-care ultrasound. Yeah. So that really needs to be managed. But the other thing that we've seen happen, as healthcare organizations have been consolidating. Mm-hmm. And as they consolidate, they start coming together with multiple systems, which now all of a sudden, it wasn't, well, I want to bring radiology and cardiology together. Now it's, hey, I've got three or four different radiology image yep. management systems. That it makes no sense to manage those as individual systems. So, yeah, yeah. you know, the, the convergence happened not only across allergies, but it also happened just across facilities within the same clinical service line. Yeah. So I think it's somewhat natural, and I think it's honestly only provides improvement in overall workflow and more efficiency for healthcare organizations to manage their data. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna use your quote here, Mike. You said to me previously, the virtue of image management should extend beyond the radiology department. <laughs> so, yeah, right. that's, that's where enterprise imaging comes in. I wanted to ask you guys um, from from a Dell perspective. Um, you know, I think we all know how radiology images and cardiology images are managed. How are you seeing customers, Dell customers that are using these large storage platforms, how are you seeing them manage other imaging data or even unstructured medical data that's not imaging? Um, even things like endoscopy and pathology and so forth. You know, what are you guys seeing out there? Yeah, so we've, you know, that category of images, you know, we refer to as encounter-based imaging. So encounter-based imaging are these image objects, they could be videos, they could be still images that are being generated outside the traditional imaging departments. Yeah. But nonetheless, images. And what's important to note about those are a couple things. One, many of them are not aren't scheduled exams. Because they're not scheduled, they're not being a session number. So the question is, how do you then, if you capture them and if you store them, which you should because they're valuable pieces of clinical information, how do you associate them, not with a particular archive system, but how do you associate them with a particular encounter or patient visit? Because often 
the clinician that wants access to those, they're not radiologists or cardiologists. They may be physicians or nursing staff on a med search floor. This old world of having lots of different software. You had the one storage platform from Dell, but many different software systems managing different things like pathology versus endoscopy versus radiology and cardiology. Are you seeing more people kind of consolidating that under one management platform or are we still seeing this sort of disparate software environment? Well, I mean, we are, um, but people like choice. So, yeah. you know, I think the read, right? <laughs> consolidated vendor strategy is really effective from a management perspective, mm -hmm. maybe, a, maybe even a licensing or cost perspective. Yeah. But, you know, from a personal preference perspective, yeah, I, the challenge, and it's going to get bigger with analytics and AI. It, yeah, which is a topic I was going to bring up too. Um, you know, I, well, before we get into analytics and AI, one of the things I wanted to ask you guys about is um, the storage of data. You know, DICOM is easy, right? Uh, the metadata is in there. Everybody's very familiar with DICOM. Some other standards have you know, come up like XDS, have you guys seen anyone using other standards or, or storing the data in different ways, right? Because I think, you know, you guys are storing this raw data with Dell, you know, what are you seeing on your perspective as far as the... Yeah, we do. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great question. We do, right? I mean, so obviously XDS is much more popular in Europe, right, than, mm -hmm. than it really is here in the United States. Um, but we are seeing folks, you know, leverage XDS technologies to store things. We are seeing folks that want to, you know, again, if you look at digital pathology, and Mike can speak to that, it's not right. There isn't really a DICOM piece of it yet, right? And there is. There's DICOM standards that are built into it, but not everybody's yeah. using that. So yeah, so we're storing that data in, in, in a different way. I think the key, right, is that when you store all this data and you, and you bring all this data together, whether it be PDFs or JPEGs or TIFFs or DICOM or etc., it's all about yeah. the metadata modeling, right? right? How can you bring that data together and then try to, to gain some insights from modeling the metadata, right? And that's mm -hmm. really the unique factor. Because as you said, DICOM is easy, right? You look at the header, yeah. it's easy to do. Right. But but, but try, try doing that with a JPEG, right? Or a PDF <laughs> or some well, other thing. It's very, you know, it's very hard. And that begs an interesting question, right, Ryan? You just said DICOM is easy. Should everything be DICOM, <laughs> right? So, so everything should be standards-based. Right. right. Yeah. Um, it does seem like DICOM has got a pretty good head start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's probably, you know, some good arguments to be made that, that continuing to leverage a mature standard, which mm -hmm. I guess we can, I guess we've all been around long enough to call DICOM a mature standard. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'd say so. Is, you know, versus trying to reinvent it. And, mm -hmm. and I kind of agree with Ryan. I mean, I, I, I just don't know with XDS, it, I don't know that XDS and DICOM were in contention with each other. No. I think they kind of had a little different, I think there was a different, a different focus being put on yeah cross-enterprise document exchange versus DICOM. So it was less of the image format and more, how are we gonna share this information? Does XCS afford the, the, the community this idea to build a repository, but then also the registry associated with the repository, which might make sharing better. Where DICOM, yeah. I think, focus has been, hey, not only can you come up with a standard way to, to store data, but now, as you want to build out some intelligence from that data, mine that data, you now have lots of different metadata elements which to use, which I think for the purposes of what we've been seeing.
an enterprise imaging is pretty valuable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mike, you bring up a really valid point, right? Is that how do you, you know, you had XDSI, right, which was an imaging format for XDS, et cetera. But right. there's never really been a competitor with DICOM. Right? We've come up with lots of DICOM Lab, and, and there's, you know, there's, there's other aspects to make it faster because every DICOM junkie knows, right, it's a chatty communication protocol. It's difficult. It takes a lot of time. But overall, I think DICOM, to answer your question, you're really right. DICOM to me, there, as Mike said, we should have a standard. We should have things that are in play there. And I do believe they're all going to get there. I mean, when yeah. you think there's even there's even DICOM standards for PDFs and secondary captures and all that. There, it's all there. Yeah. Same thing with the pathology. It's there too, right? It's just whether yeah. you choose to use it or not. Yeah, and that's the key, right? Is that if I mean, my opinion always has been if there's a if if DICOM defines a way to store a data set, we might as well use it, right? If, Couldn't if, agree more. Couldn't agree. Right. More.